This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Practice doing the wrong thing over and over again. You become perfect at doing wrong. But practice as well doing things repetitively over and over again, reordering things, redefining things, reestablishing things, those repetitive uh, things that you do over again will establish new patterns. Practice means to habitually perform, to pursue as a profession, to repeatedly do something to acquire or to perfect that skill. I tell this story, I was trying to learn how to make scratch cornbread, scratch cornbread with the buttermilk and all of that kind of stuff. And my grandmother and them, they just take a handful and a pinch of this. I needed a measurement, you understand? I didn't get it. So I threw away pan after pan of cornbread trying to learn and perfect it, but I just refused to give up. I kept working at it until I perfected that skill. So what you do always is what you will always do. What you do regularly is what you will regularly do. You have to enforce power over self-defeating, self-sabotaging patterns. We all have them. We all have patterns that are within us that rob from us. So we have to exert strength, exert power over it. You have to harness your own will and direct your own will so that what you're doing will work for your benefit and not against you. Today, I want to focus my direction or my attention toward this Thought. We've been talking about shattering patterns and a strategy to be free. Today, I want to gear or precisely direct my attention toward before and after. Before and after. Have you ever taken up before and after pics? Maybe it's, maybe it's your makeup. Maybe it's an outfit. Maybe it's a waist loss. Maybe it's a hairstyle. Before and after after because before and after helps you to get a good gauge a good perspective of where you are today and then when you look back at the after you really begin to see when ministry school starts oftentimes I tell the first year class take a picture of yourself in class because everybody comes pristine and ready then I said then take a picture of yourself at the end of the year it's not that they have changed physically you see so much growth spiritually that it is directed on the outside. Not only do you see it on the inside, you don't even look the same. Let me build my case since y'all looking at me funny today. We talked about in the uh, past couple of services about the series that I was in a few months ago, putting on, put on the whole armor of God from Ephesians the book of Ephesians chapter 6. So we talked about the, uh, the we, I had to, I keep referring here because I had a whole statue here of the whole armor. So when you see me do this, I'm imagining that statue is still here with the full armor of God on. And I begin to walk through every piece of the battle equipment that the Roman soldier 
floor. And every piece of equipment was very, very precise and very specific. These uh, pieces of equipment were put on each Roman soldier individually. Even though they all had the uniform, they all had the same gear, their, their gear was measured to their, their wingspan, to their chest band, to their height, to their weight, so that every soldier had on a custom-designed piece of armor so that he could navigate in it. He built trenches in it. He built irrigation systems in it. He walked for 20 or 30 miles in the heat, in the armor. He swam in it. He did everything that there is to do wearing the full armor of God. So we learned that the Roman soldiers were the elite soldiers of the time. As a matter of fact, they're known as the greatest Roman empire ever, and there's never been another empire or militia as powerful as that militia. So we want to know why. Why were they so bad? Why were they unbeatable? They knew they were unbeatable. They were bad. Everybody feared them because this is why they practice every single day. And they practice as if they were in war. They practice at all different times of the day or the night so that any time that they had to go in war, it wouldn't catch them off guard. They always had a strategy. They knew their strategy. They had special teams and special formations. But even the more, they knew the strategy of their enemy. They knew the enemy's strategy just as well as they knew their strategy. My son Vance is a a basketball coach. They study the clips of the other team so that they can find out what the other team's strategy is. They don't just have one strategy, and that's the only thing that they do for the whole basketball season. They have numerous different kinds of strategies. And by learning the strategy, when that play breaks down, something naturally takes over, and you know how to navigate. Navigate. Am I making faith to anybody? So if these Roman soldiers were so bad, they were the elite of the elite. They had these two-inch, four-inch hobnails under the bottom. Now you're talking about some cleats. When you have razor-sharp cleats in the bottom of your shoes, they had to lift up their feet so high just to walk. And they would break up the ground and break up everything around them. And unfortunately, whatever came in their path, they would not even break cadence. They would just trample those hobnails right over the top of it. So these elite soldiers were so powerful. What happened? How did they fall? How did they crumble? We remember there was nobody out there was bad enough to whoop them. So the defeat did not come from out there. The defeat came from within. They began to get lackadaisical. They began to, because they knew nobody could beat them. So they started thinking, why are we doing all this practice? Can't nobody whoop us anyway. So they stopped practicing, and they stopped doing the things that made them great. Listen, they stopped doing the things that made them great. Listen, they stopped doing the things that made them great. To the degree that now that armor was getting heavy. Remember, it was custom designed. So they should have been able to sweatlessly, and they had been able to sweatlessly carry it. Now they begin to take it off 
because it had become heavy. It wasn't that the armor became heavy. It was the same size and weight that it always had been. It was because they had become weak. Now let's bring it into today where we live. We've gone through a lot, you know, a whole, a full pandemic, a pandemic and all the residue after the pandemic. But what I need us to understand is the residue from the pandemic filters into other areas of our lives. It really does. I'm sure that people that are disciplined in the gym are disciplined in other areas if they engage those same principles. Come on. Those people that can engage the principles for success in this area, that area, that area, that, then they'll be successful in all of those areas. There's not a whole different strategy for every area. It's the principle that you have to apply in every area. So COVID began to give people of God an excuse. And here's the real revelation. We're not excused because of an excuse. An excuse is nothing but a lie wrapped around a reason. So we live in a lie and we have a lie as an excuse not to do what we know to do, what made us great before, that gave us success before. Are you listening to me? So in this day and time, Christians, not just at DFC, but DFC is included too, Christians across the board no longer show up early. How are you a leader and you show up for church at church time or after church time? Everybody look straight ahead. (laughs) Come on. No longer early, no longer eager, no longer excited. This is what COVID did. It gave us an excuse. Now people's mindsets are, it's too early. Time didn't change. It was the same time that it was three years ago, the same time that it was. That didn't change. Remember, the armor didn't change. They got weaker. Too early, too demand, it's too much, it's too How is it too much? Listen, how is it too much when Jesus is soon to come back? How is it too much when souls need to be saved and lives changed, people delivered and set free? Tell me, how is it too much? How is it too early? How is it too demanding? Or is it that we have become too weak? Once upon a time, we did things as unto the Lord, and now we do them as a duty. Check the box off. Done. No longer do we have that same diligent, zealous, listen, excellence. Excellence that leads to excellence. We got to look at the before and we got to look at the after. Pictures to give us perspective. Now, stick me on that because I'm still talking about the before and after because today is your before, but we still have an after. Come on. Today is not the end all, tell all. Today is simply the 
beginning. Are you listening to me? Remember, the Roman soldiers, let us never forget that. We, how impressed were we when we learned about them? Then that whole Roman empire came to a demise because they got lazy, because they got lackadaisical, because they became insolent and indolent. Then the whole Roman empire crumbled. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14 in the voice translation says, I am sprinting toward the only goal that counts. Sprinting means I'm not walking, I'm not dragging my feet, I'm not trotting, I'm not jogging. I'm running as fast as I can to the only goal that counts. We've got to stop trotting when we should be sprinting. Are you listening to me? We've prayed, we've cried, we've sown seeds, we've begged God, we've stood in the prayer line, we begged for a prophetic word, but we refuse to sprint toward the goal. You've got to do your part. Are you listening to me? I'm sprinting toward the only goal that counts, to cross the line, to win the prize. What you're believing God for, what you had on your blueprint is your prize. And to hear God's call to resurrection life found exclusively in the anointed Jesus Christ. Listen to me. It's time for us to assess some things and determine what patterns need to be shattered. Listen to me. If your pattern is not Holy Spirit inspired, if your pattern is not Holy Spirit approved, then your pattern needs to be shattered. Come on. We ask, we shatter patterns, but we have to establish new patterns and greater patterns. Get into, get into a pattern of accomplishing something every day. Accomplish something. Do something that you can say, I accomplished this every single day. And it will spark you and encourage you to keep accomplishing things. Are you listening to me? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. So the spirit and soul have to come. There's one, one has to be stronger than the other. We know man is a tripartite being. Man is a spirit who lives inside of a body. He possesses a soul. The soul has reference to your mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. Which one are you going to allow to lead your life? And lead your family's life. You're going to allow your emotions to lead your family? Have you ever made an emotional decision with money? You get pressure, pressure, pressure. It's a, you got to do it right now. It's a deal. If it's like that, I, I, I'm going to have to pass on it. If I don't have time to pray and get a God said on it, deuces. It's not for me. Because I've made too many emotional decisions before. That cost me too much. Are you listening to me? I got to know how to separate the spirit from my emotions, my mind, my will, my emotions, my imagination, and my intellect. And I've got to lean toward the spirit of God, which is the only part of my three-part nature that is born again. Get a revelation about these patterns. 
Patterns are things that we do over and over again. Patterns have reference to limitations, but patterns actually are also have reference to strongholds, things that have a strong hold on you. Patterns have a strong hold on you. And oftentimes, patterns go down from generation to generation to generation to generation. So we inherit a lot of patterns. But here's the thing, because we know that how dare us let the next generation inherit them. Let's not leave all of this unresolved stuff down to the next generation. A stronghold is something that limits you or holds you back. It only allows you to go so far. And these patterns that we have in our lives are only allowing us to go so far. Have you ever seen a dog on a chain? He can only go up to this point. Then he's scratching, trying to go. But the chain got him so he can't go any further. Are you listening to me? That chain has a strong hold on the dog. So as much as he wants, he can scratch and claw. He can't go nowhere as long as that chain is on him. But have you ever seen a dog that is after a leg, a real leg like mine, that sweet meat like mine? You ever seen a dog and he forgets that he's on the chain? And he goes so fast that he'll break the chain. Have you ever seen that? Now, I've seen some dogs go so fast and they forget they're on the chain. And the thing grabs their neck. But I've seen other dogs... The chain can't hold them. They see an object that they want so bad that they run so fast they forget that the chain was holding them back until they break the chain. Mike Murdoch said that we go after things that we really want, but we rarely go after the things that we really need. So now you've got to redefine the things that are really important. Not what you can get now, but what you want most. Now you've got to run after it, even though that pattern has had a strong hold on you, but your desire for better, for greater, desire to be astonished, desire that this year will be different, desire that every chain and every generational curse on your life is broken, that you run so fast and so hard and so aggressively after it that that thing can no longer hold you. You break every chain. Are you listening to me? You've got to have bulldog tenacity for the things that you really want. What is it that you really want? We came into the year and we began to talk about our blueprint. We wrote it down. Our blueprint, my blueprint, my vision, my year. Did you just write it down and put it in a drawer somewhere? Go back, blow the dust off of it, and begin to put your desire on it again. Are you listening to me? If you forgot it, start all over again. Make a new blueprint today. And then work toward that goal. When I was growing up, they taught us to watch out for bulldogs because they taught us that bulldogs had lockjaw. You ever heard that? I studied it out. And there's no difference in a bulldog's jaw than any regular dog's jaw. It's the same jaw. But the bulldog's nose is different. The bulldog's nose is slanted upward. Why is that? So while the bulldog is holding on to the thing that it really desires, he's still breathing. So 
so he's not going to let go. It's not that his jaw is locked. It's that his mind is set. His mind is set beyond the current discomfort, beyond the current situation. He's going to hold on to it. He refuses to let it go. Come on, you've got to have that bulldog mindset. Though it tarries, I will wait for it. Are you listening to me? As we've been talking about these patterns, these are circles, circles. Have you ever seen a circle? A circle has no end. So you keep going around and around in circles. That sounds like a rut to me. Or a cycle, a cycle every so many days, here it come again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Every so many days, here it comes again. Because it's a cycle or a pattern. You got to understand that enforced obedience is required in order to break that. If you don't enforce your own obedience on it as much as you want to be free from that pattern, guess what? In In a certain number of days, you're coming around the same thing again. Have you ever felt like you're going around in a rut? And as much as you want to go another way, you might go another way, but you still wind back up at the same place. Why? It's a cycle. It's a pattern. Listen to me. Sometimes it's a curse. A generational But may I prophesy over you today. May I speak into your heart. May I speak into your spirit today. In the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood, the blood that never fails, the blood that goes to the highest mountain down to the lowest valley, the blood that gives you strength, I speak it over you and into you today so that every circle, every cycle, and every curse is crushed. In Jesus' name. Now, just like I spoke it over you, now you got something to do. You've got to do the work behind it. Don't let the enemy prevail against you. Don't let the enemy prevail against your family. And he got to pay for everything that he put you through (laughs) to get you to this point. Let me say this in my closing moments. I need you to get a revelation that disappointment is from the devil. And it is a part of his strategy. Remember, the Roman soldiers knew their strategy, but they knew the enemy's strategy, which made them unbeatable. They were not able to be defeated. So I'm giving you an insight into the enemy's playbook toward you. The enemy wants you to be disappointed. He creates scenarios so that you are disappointed. When you get disappointed, you become discouraged. This means void of. So void of courage. Now you don't have courage to keep showing up. Disappointment means he wants to void your appointed time. Your appointment. There is a God-given appointment for you. An appointment for prosperity. An appointment for marriage. An appointment for ministry. An appointment for your business. An appointment for your body. An appointment for your mind. He wants to void your appointment with this appointment. 
But when you know the tactic of the enemy, you get to adjust. Remember I said Vince is a basketball coach. He has all different kinds of strategies. But he trained his players so much so that when this strategy breaks down, they automatically know how to navigate into another pattern, another strategy without, without having a written down play. Am I making faith to you? When you get in this good fight of faith and you begin to work the strategies that I've been giving you, even when stuff jumps off, you can still navigate and you won't be defeated. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. That means you have an appointed time. You have an appointment. You have an appointment to run into your destiny. You have an appointment to be astonished. You have an appointment for greater. You have an appointment for better. You have an appointment for everything that you believe God for. Pull that blueprint out. And remember, you have an appointment. Or the vision or the blueprint is for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Listen, though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come and it will not tarry. The voice translation reads it this way. For the vision points ahead to a time I have appointed. It testifies regarding the end and it will not lie. Even if there's a delay, wait for it. It is coming, and it will come without delay. I heard somebody say something yesterday that was so profound. When you're disappointed and the culmination of your faith hasn't manifested or the thing that you believe in God for, stay in faith until it comes. Don't jump out of your faith and be disappointed and discouraged. Stay in faith until it comes. Though it tarries, it will come. You have an appointment. It will come. You suffered enough. Who am I talking to? You have suffered enough. You've been sad long enough. You've been overwhelmed long enough. You've been anxious long enough. You've been broke long enough. You've been sick long enough. You've been beneath long enough. Now, faith is now. Now it's time to be strong and not weak. Psalm number 121 stanzas one and two says, I will, because I get to choose, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I'll lift my eyes above my present situation. 
I'm not going to keep looking at my situation. I'm going to elevate my eyes above my present situation. I'm looking for my help. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. And he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 in the voice translation says, I'm confident that the creator who has begun such a great work among you will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king, returns to redeem the world. You got to believe it. You got to receive it. And you've got to put the corresponding action to it. Faith always requires corresponding action. I'm closing. I got two minutes still on the clock. When you put forth a sincere effort to shatter the pattern, you can be assured that your initiative will not go unassisted. You will get divine help to support your righteous resolve. Understand, Abraham Lincoln said, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Which one, you just want what you can get now or do you want what you want? I want what I want. And because I want what I want, I'm willing to wait for it and I'm willing to work for it. Publius, Flavius, Vegetus, Renatus, the Roman military expert says, in war, discipline is superior to strength. So I know the enemy keep telling you, you're not strong enough to break this pattern. You're not strong enough. You can't beat this. You can't beat this habit. Oh, yes, you can. But it's not in your strength. It's in the discipline that it takes to keep doing the same thing. Keep showing up. Keep showing up round after round after round. Keep showing up. And at the end of the day, you will win. I told you my strategy, and this is just to get you started. Shatter bad imagination. Pull everything down. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, casting down imagination and every high thing that it is all of itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. You control your thoughts. Your thoughts do not control you. You control your thoughts. Your thoughts don't control you. You control your thoughts. Your thoughts don't control you. Number two, you got to have patterning imaginations. Now you got to start some good uh, good patterns and, and, and good processes and good procedures and good cycles and, and things of that nature. Genesis chapter 11 and verse 6, God told them he was going to scatter their language because he said anything that they imagine to do, they could do it. If they could see it, they could do it. If they can see it, they can do it. Number three, you got to see it so clearly. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 8 says, so go on and write all, uh, all this down on a tablet in their presence and scribe it on a scroll as a permanent record so that the people will know about it forever. Number four, you got to focus. When you focus, everything else that's not important, everything that's a non-factor fades to black. Come on. Everything that is a non-factor, everything that is not important, it ought to fade to black. When that person is trying to shoot that 
free throw. It's a whole band behind them. They got balloons and all kind of stuff and moving flags and pom-poms and everything. You've got to be so focused that everything around you fades to black and all you see is what is important. Am I making faith to anybody? Eliminate the telephone distractions. Learn how to turn your phone off. You don't have to be on Facebook and Instagram all day and night long. Limit yourself. Put a timer on. Put your phone down. Put your phone away. Set a certain ringtone that if, if it's an emergency, you know that that's, a, that's the important ringtone. You could do it. Put your phone up. You do it for eight hours a day, most of you, while you're at your office. You put your, see, they're looking like, no, I don't. But you, you ought to. You ought to. You ought to. Then, um, put the TV. If it's your favorite program, put it on demand. Watch it on demand. Come on, stay focused on what's really important. While you're watching TV, you've got 10 loads of clothes that need to be washed and, and folded while you're watching reruns of uh, Criminal Minds. You can watch that anytime. Do what is really important. And then eliminate people that just drain you. Pe Some people just want to argue, just want to just go back and forth. Just, it's draining. Okay, have at it. Just have at it. It's not even worth my time, energy, and effort. If I have to go take a nap after I talk to you, it's too much. It's way too much. When you hold this little piece of meat right here, it's too much. So learn how to eliminate distractions. Eliminate multitasking. The spoken word artist, propaganda said multitasking is a myth. You're not doing anything good, just everything awful. I was the queen of thinking I was multitasking. But whatever you give 100% to, that is what's going to be. But you're giving 55%, 35%, 25%. You're not doing anything good at all. Come on. You have to begin to focus. Focus and when things begin to attack your mind and thoughts from your past, the devil will rehearse your painful stuff over and over and over in your mind. You grab your thoughts and make your thoughts obey. And this is how you grab your thoughts, by the words that come out of your mouth. You don't chase a thought with another thought. You chase a thought with the words that come out of your mouth, and you begin to re recite the word of God over your life. Then you've got to encourage yourself. Oftentimes we want other people to encourage us, so we will walk around and be pitiful for days waiting for somebody. Don't look pitiful to me. Just say, Pastor, encourage me. Because if you walk around looking pitiful, you might not even get no encouragement because I'm not playing games. If you want encouragement, say, I need to be encouraged. Iron sharpens iron. Find somebody that you can encourage and that you can get encouragement from. And understand, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismay, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Just say that over and over and over again. I'm not alone. I'm not in this by myself. I'm not the only one going through. I know what I'm going through may seem like nobody else, somebody going through something. But here's the deal. Everybody don't look like what they're going through. But you better believe everybody got stuff going on. Write down your God says, whatever you know, that you know, you know that you know the last thing that God told you. Write it down and make sure that you're doing it. Don't be with a straight face looking for another word from the Lord when you didn't do the last thing the Lord told you to do. Now, you might not have heard an audible word, but you heard some word that came across this pulpit. That is a word from the Lord. Are you listening to me? Write it down and then do what God said to do. Remember, that's how you're getting free. You're not getting free just waiting for a gust of Holy Spirit wind to come in and set you free. You've got to put some corresponding action 
behind it. Begin to journal. Write stuff down in your journal. Write the scriptures down. Write the process down so that you always know how to go back. You always know how to get a victory again. You don't want to just fumble into a victory. I want to walk head first into victory after victory after victory. And then meditate on it. Joshua 1 and 8 says, the book, the book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. Isn't that something? It said it doesn't depart from your mouth. That means you say the word over and over again. The book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it. Think about it day and night, night and day, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. Then, that's what the Bible says, then you will prosper and succeed in everything you do. After we've meditated and kept the word in our mouth, we want to skip that part and just be prospering. No, we got to meditate on the word of God, on the promises of God, and keep it in our mouth day and night, night and day, day and night, night and night. Then you will have purpose and prosperity, and you will succeed. And the message is that I'm borrowing just a moment. I'm paying y'all back. I'm telling you, I'm going to pay you back. And the message says, don't get off track, neither to the left or the right. So make sure that you get, don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure to get where you're going. And don't, for a minute, let this revelation be out of your mind. Not for a moment. Don't let the revelation that you're free. Don't, not for a moment, not for a second, be out of your mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Making sure you practice. That means you do it over and over and over. Everything that's written in it. I'm telling you, this is our strategy to be free. I'm I'm taking a before and after picture of it. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we raggedy right now, but wait till you see that after. Oh, man, we're going to tear up some carpet in here, and we're going to run. It says, then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step of the way. And that passage of Scripture, I think I read about four or five times in one chapter. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So what should you say to yourself every day? I'm every one thing when you got a stack of bills, when you get a bad doctor's report, whatever, when somebody hurt your feelings, somebody break your heart, keep telling yourself, be strong and courageous. Then he said, be strong and very courageous. Come on, encourage yourself. And then the last one, passionately pursue. When you want, really want something, you go after it. You ever seen a man that really wants a girl? He go after it. Listen to me. I'm talking to my daughters now. My daughter's in the house. If a man ain't pursuing you and he's not in hot pursuit after you, you're an option. You're not going to make me an option. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to be somebody you scrolling through your phone when you're bored, what you're doing. Mm-mm. I don't even roll like that. I'd rather be single and celibate for the rest of my life than be somebody's option. Are you listening to me? If he is not pursuing you with hot pursuit, you're just an option. I remember when Vance was, I'm talking about Vance today. He was after Essence. He was courting me too. He was dating me too. Better use some wisdom in here. He was in hot pursuit after her. He was consistent. It wasn't just what you're doing today when you're bored. Come on, if if they're not in hot pursuit after you, they're not. You're not, you're not the top priority. I wanted to say they're not thinking about you, but that was be bold if I say that. You're just not there. Oh, that's true. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. 
You got to understand the word of God says, I'm still talking about passing away, pursuing. I'm finishing right here. Right here I'm finishing. Psalm number 37, stanza 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. What, your feet are ordered after what you really want. Come on. When you're hungry, if you're hungry, peanut butter and jelly is food, right? But why are you going to Red Lobster or wherever your favorite to piece of place because that's what you want peanut butter is full you didn't want that your feet were ordered after what you really wanted come on whatever you really want that's what you will passionately pursue passionately pursue what you really want I want you to listen I will have TJ play it next week there's a song called Before and After by Elevation Worship in Maverick City. One of the things that it says, it says, I thought it was over, I thought it was done, but you always have the last word, and that last word is love. I'm a picture of your faithfulness. I'm a miracle in process. God, would God, I would never have guessed that you were working in the darkness. I know it feels like darkness, but God is working in the darkness. They said, this is my before and my after. There's a new light in my eyes. Some things the camera can't capture. The second verse says, you taught my heart to beat again. That sounds like somebody that had been beat down. They, they were at, their, their, at the bottom of the bottom. You taught my heart to beat again when everything felt lifeless. You lifted me up from the depths and you gave me back my purpose. I thought it was over. I thought it was done but you always have the last word, and that last word is love. Then they said, now I barely recognize myself. I barely recognize myself. I'm talking about the before and after. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.